G and Q review with Patrick Manning. What's going on, guys? Not much. What is going on? Uh, not a lot. Not a lot. I, I actually, I have some good news, guys. I'm, uh, I'm COVID free. Co- um, That's language. shocking. Were you not? What? I, I never had it. I, well, I don't know. Okay. I was coughing. And actually, Celia was feeling a bit worse, so we got some tests done. I and w- okay, yeah. What right. symptoms did you have? I was just coughing, just coughing a lot. Cough, cough, what about cough. Celia, <laughs> basically the same thing. Cough, cough, cough. Head hurt a little bit. Quinn, I would have guessed that you w- were going to have it. Just I don't just know why. Like mild symptoms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I-, I got really sick. Well, like sicker than i have been in a while and it was like so much congestion and like sore throat and just i felt like shit and i swore i had it too and this was like oh, two or three weeks ago but that's i got tested and negatory damn i'm surprised i made it this far too like that was my first test i've never gotten tested before for i mean there's no school or work mm-hmm. requirements and damn that was I mean, it was uncomfortable. It's not a pleasant experience. Uh, they just kind of ram shit up your nose. Did they do it yeah. to you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this was like both sides of the throat and then both nose, nostrils. And they just use the same thing. So it's like they're just making sure they get like, <laughs> samples from everywhere. I had to, I did mine by myself. They, like it was a drive through they give you like a little kit. They're like telling you what to do. A little Q-tip. Like shove it just... up there and then you shove it up there and they're like. Oh, really? Yeah. That's what I did today. Drop it off and went to... Oh, are you sick? Um, I'm I'm actually <laughs> feeling better today. But like the weekend and like Monday, Tuesday, I was feeling pretty rough. So it was like, might as well just get tested just in case. It's like where you had kind of congestion, like just mm-hmm. headaches, just kind of feeling awful. So I was like, eh. Are they, did they give you a Q-tip, or they give you like a like a like a thin like pipe cleaner thing that you jam up? No, it's like a Q-tip. Oh, okay. It's, it wasn't that long. It was like a swap. Yeah, it was like a Q-tip. Mine was really long, and I had to break it off to fit it back in the tube. Oh. They told me to break mine off before I put it in. That would have been a lot smarter. I don't know why. This lady was on her phone the whole time. I could have just like not put it anywhere. Should not <laughs> like have known. Putting your own pits. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, taking a bath. Was it crowded when you went? Was just... The car in front, it was drive through as oh, well. drive through okay. There were two cars in front of me. I got there at 12, and I was rated to, the Q-tip entered my nose at 12.30. So it was 30, like 15 minutes per car. I don't know what they were doing. Damn. But my experience lasted probably like three minutes at the most. Yeah, mine So your like car went minutes, through yeah. fast, but... The people behind me were happy. They probably they're like, "All right, so, this guy, this guy knows what, what he's doing." What the hell you do to my nose? <laughs> they're like telling you and stru- I had like really try to focus them. Like they're like telling you, they're like, "All right, there's gonna be like three bags in here." Oh my! You're like, "What? Fuck!" I was like a little overwhelmed. Was yours in drive-through too? Yeah. Oh okay. Walgreens. So I, I don't know if you know, but like Ohio, like the state of Ohio is known to be like, you know, they got their shit together and they're kind of like progressive. And so um, 
there's just technology where you can do it like in your car yourself. And I know California is usually slow to uh, get there. Uh, mine was a dual purpose. <laughs> there was car. There was one car there, and but we walked up there because there was a parking lot. We parked okay. at a place, and they just had a little tent outside in the parking lot. So, and there was nobody there. It's pretty chill. So have fun in your progressive <laughs> states. Um, progressive red Ohio. Woo! Yeah. Uh, so that's me. Out. Yeah. COVID free. Just still occasionally coughing, but that's uh that's life sometimes. Have you, gotten, have you gotten your result back, Pat? No, I just took it at noon. I might have. I haven't checked I never check my email as they I think they text you if you did like CBS or something. Okay. Then uh no, I it have took not me, the it took back. me like I, you'll get it probably tomorrow. It didn't take me long at all. That's what they say when you go to CBS. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, no, no one pays. I didn't even I, have to put my insurance thing in. They asked for it, but they make it so complicated. So I'm like, I don't have insurance. I, don't insur- <laughs> I am undocumented. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't find it. And I'm like, I'm not looking through all this shit. I'm just clicking this button. Dude, it took me you your It took me longer to fill out the form. I than, see what you mean. Than, yeah, that. It took me so long. To, it took me like 20 minutes. And you're on your phone. I'm like. Jesus Christ. Right. There's like 30 different things of like what kind of insurance, who's your provider, who's what yeah, like, I'm can like, I just show you when I'm there. And or you could just click that I don't have insurance because it's free regardless. I didn't know that. I would have done that. Yeah. Oops. All right. Yeah. I have a uh thing of business. Yeah, what's your business? Look at that? this bad boy, guys. Oh, Oh, a little bit of ice. Oh wow! Oh, oh. showing off. This is a secret <laughs> podcast. Oh. You know we're live. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. It's all right. No one listens. Is it to known? This. It's known by her. Congratulations! Pat, Pat was thank you. Thank off you. A, a pretty piece of jewelry there for anyone um, just listening and not watching yeah. the YouTube live at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern every Wednesday. Just a little Say, plug. Wacky Easy. Wednesday. Wacky Wednesdays. Well, hazy lavender uh, sapphire. So yeah. You got the COVID test and you picked that up on the way home? No, I've had that for a couple Uh-oh. of days. Yeah. That's I, exciting. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. A little piece of uh. Why wasn't it ice. in the case? It, I just picked it up. Oh, okay. I like to touch <laughs> things. Does okay. it feel like uh, more real? Like what's the feeling after you get one of those? You guys both have. Huh. I have not. <laughs> oh. Uh, well, you're a little <laughs> sad. You start looking uh, at your bank account. Yes. Because I don't. You put down the the deposit, and then you you know you you complete the transaction when you pick it up. It's no. There's I, no month to month payment. No. I, They're like actually, yeah. Yeah, you need to pay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I was kind of expecting that to like be offered because I figured like everyone has to pay things. I don't know. Might do some sort of like whatever, but they're like, yeah, here's your, it's, it'll be this much of my. Oh, Are you okay. at a, like a retail place <laughs> or is it like a family owned? It was generational a, yeah. Thing. Yep. The dad started, grand, grandpa started it, dad took over, son's learning kind of thing. They go to diamond school. Yeah, somewhere. learn how to, did you how like. Diamond. I mean, I could get into all sorts of things with with Pat. I mean, it, is there 
is there any certification behind it? Um, yes, they did hand me some documents. I didn't read them too closely, though. <laughs> okay, so you didn't, because like when I was uh, picking things out, like these guys are, I mean, they're no joke. They're like, mm-hmm. there's all the certificate, the papers, they got like a number, basically like your VIN number, like with the car and every uh, diamond or gemstone, they have that number on like super, super, super small print on like a, the sideline of or this an edge of the of the stone that's so crazy they're, they're like showing you that and they're like well you got to make sure like there's like stories of like people taking you know you take your ring in they get i don't know resized and like some shady ass dude just like switches it out so you gotta always make sure like you got that number on there and uh i don't know they were they were really talking my ear off i was like okay. that's it they're sales heavy like I, it was like working with one lady who was kind of like helping me out. But whenever the owner came around, he was always like pit selling the story of the business. I'm like, I don't really want to talk to you for that long. I'm kind of like leave here. <laughs> it wasn't working. I mean, I it, I bought it, so I guess it did work. But I'm like, just was a little bit too pitchy, you know? Yeah. Like, chill. Yeah, like it's. Just relax, guy. You don't need to kind of like have full on salesman mode all for every interaction all the time. Yeah, there you go. So, what's the, um, you got the next step, you know, planned out? Any um, ideas? Uh, no real ideas. Okay. I think that's, that's like more of a secret, right? Yes. Yes. I don't think, I don't think Pat even knows. I don't know. (laughs) It's a secret. I'm keeping it for myself. You think we're going to be around? Uh, probably not. No. Okay. All right. <laughs> just, just making sure, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you do have a, a a deadline, or so I've heard. You Deadlines know. aren't real. <laughs> Wait, no, I didn't know about this deadline. I, there was a end of twenty twenty one deadline, if I recall. That was at some point was mentioned. <laughs> How did that come up? <laughs> I guess we can. Emily just has expectations. Run. Yeah. Have you uh, have you talked to my dad recently? You know, no. Nope. Work. I've, I don't think I've ever actually Teams messaged him in the past like six months. I, I see. In office, we would message from time to time. But I'm you don't sure. see people. You don't think about them. I don't yeah. know. I'm sure he's got um. I mean, he was he Nostradamus some things. He had some predictions. He also had another prediction regarding relationships that may or may not come true i don't know what the timeline was but that's the that's a big next step (laughs) um little little uh munchkins running around (laughs) scary (laughs) damn pat well welcome you're almost in the club yes yes congrats on that Thank you, thank you, thank we'll, you. I'm sure we'll hear more in the future. Yeah, secret me tells the unknown part of me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it out together. Hell yeah. All right, what what are we talking about today, Grant? Today? Today, on this glorious September 15th. Today, we are talking about the one, the only... Shining, The Shining, a 1980 psychological horror film 
produced and directed by Stanley Kubrick and co-written with novelist Diane Johnson. Um, it's based on Stephen King's 1977 novel, which I just read. That was only three years prior. That's kind of crazy. And stars Jack Nicholson, Shelley Duvall, Scatman Crothers, and Danny Lloyd. Um, it's about an aspiring writer and recovering alcoholic who accepts a position as the off-season caretaker of the isolated historic Overlook Hotel in the Colorado Rockies with his wife, Wendy, young son, Danny. Um, Danny's gift. I'm, that's all I'm going to go Yeah, with. you're right. So what do you think, Grant? I, I, I want to hear both of your thoughts before I share my own. All right. Well, I'm going to go first. Um, well, first of all, I like... I think I mentioned it last week that I've seen this in like parts. I've never like sat down and watched the movie. It, it was always on TV and you saw like parts and I don't think I ever got the full story. You like didn't have like the attention span for it or something. Exactly. Yeah, I was, a, I was like a little kid, my yeah. brain. Now that I'm 25, my brain <laughs> is fully developed. developed um, frontal lobe. <laughs> um, like 28. Number know. keeps just. It's old. Yeah, honestly, the research has like come out like you actually like don't like you know when they talk about like it cells never like stops. dying. It, yeah, yeah, I think it never stops or something. Yeah. Your brain's crazy. So you're still a child. Got it. Still a child, but I I like um, this was another movie that you hear about a lot, and I think another one was like Saving Private Ryan, where like the the titles like never I never like got them. I was like Saving Private Ryan. I don't. They don't have that connection. The Shining. I don't know why it's called The Shining. Uh, yeah. A horror movie. Um, but now I know um, why it's called The Shining. Share. Yeah. Share, Gwen. Why is it called The Shining? Well, what is it like? Is there something shiny in it? Uh, there actually are a lot of mirrors which kind of like shine. But I share, Wait, I want to cut you off and share an anecdote. You just the asked ring. me a question. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> All right, the ring. It was just related, like in the same vein. The ring. I never knew what it was about. I thought forever it was about like a ring, but it's like a phone call ring. I don't think I've seen the ring, so me either. Really, it's like a phone. It's it's It's... like you will die in seven days or whatever. You know, like you know that. Have you heard that before? I thought it was like the. The ring on the television isn't there like a television mm-hmm. and there's television, like a circle right? no it's a phone call like, i thought it was a circle on tv that they crawl out <laughs> yes, that's... never saw the movie stop telling me no but that's what it is they always yeah, show the picture it's... it's like the ring and it don't know it's like on the, the tv <laughs> no the ring it's like the phone that you pick it on it's like the ring i don't i think that's a prank call they say they don't show refrigerator like refrigerator poster running? They don't show the poster with like a telephone, you know. I've never actually seen the telephone. You better go catch it. <laughs> the rings out. Right, Sorry, well, you, what's what's the shining about? What's shining, what does it mean? About mirrors? You said something. You said it's about mirrors. No, right? it's not about mirrors. It's about Danny's supernatural power and his I gift. Guess his gift that, and also, um, what's his name? Danny Harleman. Um, the black guy, he also has the gift. And as far as I know, those are the only two people with the shining gift. Um, 
uh, Dick Dick Howler that we met that, that we, we met were, that the viewer was introduced. To. Yeah, Which basically allows him to communicate without talking, and also allows him to kind of like see the past and the future, and communicate with with maybe objects or things or hotels that have voices as well. This is true. So now it's all tight. It's tight in my brain, you know? The shining makes sense. It's clear, crystal crystal clear. Just like the ring, it's about a phone call. I don't know. Mm. Well, <laughs> we haven't reviewed the ring, so. No. It's been a while, so I could yeah. be wrong, but uh, there is. Anyways. Anyways, uh, I enjoyed the film a lot. I. I think there's two aspects to it. Um, you know, there is the plot focused side of it where like there's a lot of open-endedness and questions surrounding what is actually going on, you know, who's reliable. Um, Which I think is, isn't that not a thing you enjoy? I feel like that is definitely a thing. You like to figure out, you like the, the puzzle I remember what was the Korean film that you recommended that we watched? I know the whaling, the whaling, the whaling, the whaling. Yes. Who killed those chickens? That was weird. Open ended. Supernatural. I think we both enjoyed that open endedness. Um, And from what I read after watching this film, Kubrick, that's kind of one of his styles, right? So it sounds like you did enjoy that. Yeah, I I don't think I needed to solve anything. I still don't know a lot of answers to things, but I thought that was done well. And I also enjoyed the second half of it, which is like just the movie itself, the filming, the different shots, like very gripping, very uh, able to, I don't know, provide a lot of suspense. And I'm, I'm... I'm glued to, to my screen. I'm like, oh shit, oh shit. Just one or two watch watches. Uh, you sit down and watch it through. I was. I actually did like the first thirty minutes, and I thought I was gonna finish it, but like some other shit came up, and I had to stop. So I'm gonna call it like a whole first thirty yeah. minutes was all set up. Exposition. Exposition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Pat? What'd you think? I thought the movie pretty much had it all. One, good source material. Never read the book, but supposed to be good. Stephen King's good author. Two, great actors producing some of the... The woman was so good at looking terrified. That it's just like <laughs> infectious. You're like, I want to scream too. I don't know. Um, Jack Nicholson, clearly, you know, he's got some meme-worthy scenes where he's, uh, here's Johnny, you know, kind of lives to this day. Beautiful setting, you know, not even the hotel, but even just like the drive, the opening scene where they're going to Colorado up the little like winding mountain road. That's pretty beautiful. Snow's beautiful. Uh, Acting's really good. The camera work's phenomenal. They make it stressful to watch a little boy, you know, tricycle around a hotel lobby somehow. Uh, That was cool. I, I, I don't know what about it even is like creepy, but it's just like, doesn't feel it's, right. It's that carpet and hardwood floor juxtaposition. Yeah, yeah. He's just going over it and it's silent for a bit. And that was really good. Yeah, it's just cool. And then you've got like the uh, 
I don't know. It's just like a cool little family mix and cabin fever story. So I don't know. It's just a classic horror take. And I thought just done super well. Yeah, I I agree. You know, like I'm I I thought it was spectacular. It was great, and I think um, you know we could spend the whole podcast talking about like the symbolism and the bigger maybe there's there's bigger themes but you know that aside just the experience of watching it was like wow this is what a horror every horror movie should aspire to be um in my opinion it's i was just getting like mad chills with so many scenes you're just like oh my god but you can't look away like uh the 237 scene when she's in the bathtub and it's just like a long take and she like grabs the current i'm just like oh my fucking god just like continuing it's just like these slow uh i was like just you know goosebumps like chills like and i think that sensation is like a reason why i enjoy horrors and or i think most people do it's like you're fucking scared but you know it's not like you know you're not your life isn't at risk you're just like wow this is is thrilling it's your adrenaline's pumping it's like a roller coaster you know and and for a film to be able to provide that experience to you it's like i i i don't think i've had that like emotional of a response for a movie in like a, a long long time damn i don't was know this, why oh yeah you go pat was this uh so quinn this is your second watch uh, kind of I'd, first full I'd like for one and a half honestly i feel like i've seen that ending so many times like when it got to danny running around in the snow i was like i've seen this like at least five times i've seen and, the then, really? <laughs> and then the frozen kind of face oh you see that in like memes and shit mm -hmm. specifically when they're outside in the snow like whenever i thought of the movie i thought of like people like running around in the snow and i was like when do they go outside mm -hmm. only at the end <laughs> Grant, was this your first watch? Yeah, completely first watch. You know, when I mentioned like the shower scene, like this, I confused horror films. Um, this was not the shower sh scene. I think the shower scene is Silence of the Lambs. Oh, I so thought you were referring it. to when he's chopping down the door in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. No, that's one. There's like an actual, like, she is showering. I think that's a psycho. By Albert Hitchcock. Oh, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they use chocolate sauce. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's yes. So for whatever reason, I don't know. I guess in my head, I remember there's a bathroom act scene, so like I conflated the two. Um, but you know, even there's like some small plot. Like that was the only time I guess I was pulled out because of the plot because he kind of stopped after his hand was sliced, which is like understandable i feel like he would probably go in the bathroom and kill her well, well i think he heard, he the, heard yeah the snowcat was coming yeah someone was approaching so so you got i mean what the hell is that you gotta go deal with it because he knows like true. someone's coming because they're oh, grady yeah. was they're like, intruding on his business yeah and that's probably why i didn't i didn't like I didn't knock it at all. I didn't like think it was like a bad thing. I was just like, he, it, it felt like he, 
I don't know. He was crazy though. So like he totally just like started <laughs> focus. Like he got crazy real quick too. Um, the, I was thinking. I think it was the the lady. I think it was two thirty seven. After that, he went to the 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 gold room, and then like he just dove in and is talking to like the old caretaker who's not really the caretaker. He's like, "What did he say? You have?" He's like, "You have to correct them." He's like, "You gotta correct them." I corrected. Her. I feel like even before that, when he was um. When Wendy had first gone to his office or whatever, and he was at the typewriter, and he like freaked out on her. Yeah, he's like, oh like "There's like, work. can you follow rules? Like, if you see me in here, typewriter's not going. You get the fuck out. You get the fuck out. Can you do that? Can you get the fuck out now?" And I'm just like, "This is he like, like was he wouldn't stop. Like he started. You're like, wow, this is like bad. And like, fuck, I feel it. And then he just like keeps on playing. And you're like." Jesus Christ, dude. And that yeah. scene I actually read about probably one of the most scenes for whatever reason. I read about that when I was just like doing research and looking at reviews and like mm-hmm. there is, you know, this overall kind of discussion of like what is real, what's not. And that one is during that scene, multiple cuts when he's freaking out, there's like a chair in the background that's no longer there. And the model of the typewriter is different. And then once it's all done, it like all flipped back. And I'm not saying it's in his head. And I don't even really think it's an interesting discussion for me because I I think the hotel, you know, deciding what happened or not is, I guess, not that interesting to me. I I think overall, like overall, the hotel captures this like psychological I don't know, trance and uh, insanity that may be completely symbolic and maybe half and half, but it doesn't really matter, I guess. Makes you crazy, Grant. Start thinking about it too much. Yeah, well, there's like the discussion too. It's like, is it cabin fever? Is it supernatural? And like, I don't know. I think it's supernatural. I, I think there's some supernatural elements at play. Who opened the freezer? Yeah, how did yeah. he get out, Grant? There's there's actually dried foods. Oh storage. yeah, I guess. It, oh was yeah, it probably with Pat. Like I thought that's where she was headed to the freezer. Yeah, I wouldn't. But, I could see oh. having a freezer locked for like keeping it cold. Why didn't she put the lock on it? She, she put did. the pin in it, but there was a lock. No, she never put the lock. On. I was like, she's gonna put the lock on it, right? Like there was like a master lock. She just left it there. She just put a pin in Uh-oh. it. Maybe she just never locked it, and he just never tried to open it. You know, he just was there. Then he woke up and just tried to open it. He's all messed up, dude. He's like, the way he's moving around. He's just uh, he's using his tongue and stuff. He's, like, he's a he's a good actor. I like that. I don't know why the mainstream media, though, with a lot of these films we've watched too, um, they always come out. I always read about it. They're like. Well, it was met with unfavorable reviews upon release, and I'm looking here that be? I don't know. It's it, um, dude. If I saw that was, in the theater, I'd be like, "Oh my fucking god, that was insane!" It was one hmm. of, it was the only one of uh, Kubrick's last nine films to receive no nominations at all from either the Oscars or Golden Globes, but was nominated for a pair of Razzie awards, including Worst Director and Worst Actress. Duval. 
I thought she was a pretty good actress for like to match his energy. A hundred percent. I thought I agree with that. I didn't think she was bad. I thought like she was meek and submissive. Mm-hmm. And, but like I didn't think she was. I felt like she got flustered easy, but like I didn't think she was an unrealistic character. Mm-mm. She seemed like incre- he, he he has these undertones of being abusive, and there I'm reading discussions about like is he molesting Danny and shit like that, and yeah. he's the type of person who probably would marry a submissive, and wife. he's a teacher who got asked to leave, and you don't know why. Um, yeah so i was was reading those that kind of sexual abuse theories too i don't know if that was true or maybe these people were just taking the book side a lot because it seems to be different and Hmm. when you change i think that's a lot people might get upset yeah Hmm. from what i read the book side was a lot less supernatural a lot more like alcoholic cabin fever i thought the hotel no i thought the it what i read was the book the hotel is like a i mean a a spirit or or it's something that's trying to to overtake danny and and the and uh jack it's like a carnivorous plant fly trap like i think it's very apparent that there's like a soul in the house or something but yeah, Mr. Allerman described that. Some kind book. of. I didn't read Do you think? Book. All right, so. Um, Danny, shone, shined, shines, whatever. Mm-hmm. Did anyone else in his family do it? Did his mom or dad? Did they shine? Do you think, in order to be so influenced, by the hotel, um was jack like did he also shine or no no uh i don't feel like he could i feel like you know and and the reason why i say that is like it was called out that danny's gift of shining was like spectacular like the best in the world maybe like he had a crazy ability to shine where like it's taking him out like does jack have a slight amount of being influenced. Yeah, I, I think I think that's pretty plausible. Mm-hmm. And maybe so slight to the point where it's like, is that a thought? Or am I hearing, you know, like, who says it can't be that slight, right? Like, you're just like... Because he was kind of making comments like he... Um, like, when he first got there, he's like, I feel like I already know what's going to happen. And I feel like that's, you know, the premonition that kind of like Danny was having too. Like you can kind of see into the future a little bit. So I think, yeah, go ahead, Quinn. Well, yeah, I, maybe I'm, I'm with you, Grant, where I, I think that's more like he got like taken over. There's so much shit with like Grady, like saying like you were always the caretaker Mm -hmm. and like, you don't know what to believe. Maybe he was, that's Jack. And then by the end of the film, he gets, um, possessed or merged with the hotel and he's always been his spirit or something has always been part of the 
hotel. Like time doesn't really mean anything. Like you're in the hotel and you were there then and then you were there in the past. I don't think it was related to the shining ability. Okay. Like he said yeah. those words. I, I think it like largely it was like fate and talking about that like and also like the ending shot is shows that you know I, I like the idea that it also this could have happened before and it's not the first time any of this is playing out right like and there's like not saying there's a a discontinuity with time but you know maybe it's a different family and the jack we're seeing is actually like looks like jack because he believes it's him you know and i i can i think the the way kubrick like made directed the film is that it feels like the horror and the spirits there all the ghosts it's timeless it's like there's things living and who says that this is not just another like he's he's done this before you know maybe he's stuck in a loop like i feel like there's so many different possibilities um and that's what i thought uh, when he said, like, I've been here before, it was leaning more towards that rather than, like, a shining ability. Okay, okay. I agree with that. Did you guys um, read up on the one deleted scene of the ending of the film? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. So there was about, I think this was a two-minute two or three minute scene that was cut at the very, very end of the film where um, I think Danny and uh, what's her name? Wendy escape from Jack. They drive in the snow cat. And I think what is described, I didn't watch the scene, but uh, it was described that they were in the hospital or something kind of like recovering from their injuries and, and settling down. But there is a, report from the police that they couldn't find Jack's body but you would think oh I mean I mean we saw him he just got frozen to death in the middle of the fucking snow uh, obviously you should be able to find his body but I, I mean it was taken out it's probably taken out for a reason I think if if that was really the case um, you kind of put more stock in some sort of supernatural uh, element, but maybe this is leaves it a bit more open ended. Uh, I don't. I kind of don't like that scene because I feel like it. You can explain it away by just being buried by the snowstorm, like the bot. You know, he's outside, just buried in the snow or whatever. And I feel like it would also break continuity because the previous person who had the role of caretaker and did the same actions. The body was found. I'm assuming they they, they went through the the, the snow. I, I agree more with the second point. Um, That's a lot of snow. I, hard to find stuff. That's a big. They're looking in a maze. I think it, you know? I think they're, they're implying the... like he's gone. Like they don't they don't know where he is. Yeah. And um, like that for me is like would make sense with how I you know there's many like I just said. I could see this have happened like many times. And even the story of the other husband, like killing his family, like that could have been Jack, right? Like in my head, like he could have been the one that made this guy, you know, you know, we're watching this origin that who knows when it took place. I, 
I don't know. I, I like the ambiguity. And I think um, just maybe the comments uh, that Grady said that he's was always the caretaker is making me think this or making me feel that way. Um, because they were like, Grady was, they're like, I was not, not the caretaker. What are you talking about? He's you the know? butler. Yeah. He's like, I've never been the caretaker. You're the caretaker. You're the caretaker. And I think it's ambiguous in for a reason, you know, and I don't even know if I want it to be answered. Um, I, this was one of the only few films I'll, I'll say like, this is one of the only few films that after finishing it within like, I mean, even to, I, I watched it last night today. I'm like, I would watch this again, like this weekend. 100%. It's good. It was, yeah. I think you would be able to uh, get more out of it. Yeah, because this was my second time viewing. So I was like, "What were you guys afraid of like Tony at all? Or, like bad intentions? Right. I mean, I, I think Tony, I don't know if he's a good guy or a bad guy, really. Because he seemed uh, like he uh, was trouble from the beginning. And it was like an evil force within Danny. But then he kind of like manifested like the red rum murder thing on the door, which like warned Wendy that something bad was going to happen. That's how I took it. Yeah, I felt so like he was always, it was like the, he was like the strong part of Danny that was looking out to protect him. Mm-hmm. I didn't think he was evil necessarily. Like I thought he was almost removed from what is right or wrong like he was almost like a a a biased like standard like he was yeah he was just seeing things before danny could i don't think he like was like trying to hurt danny ever Mm -mm. but it was made ambiguous and almost like that was the the negative spirit because it's like framed so uh you know it's like he's having seizures he's seeing a bunch of blood all the time He's doing these weird voices that are supposed to be kind of scary. And then the dad's kind of going crazy. And it's like, who, like, what is the kid going to be the kind of uh, villain here? I don't know. That the first time they played that, like, elevator blood scene, you tsunami. Dude, and like, the one thing I did, right, like, the music was so unsettling yeah a lot of just like, high pitched so, like just like, <laughs> like five minutes like yeah when like nothing's like, happening oh yeah you're like what the fuck is like dude this is crazy um i like i said i loved it and so the music it, it was like eerie since you know mm-hmm. but yeah i it i don't know many horror films that off the top of my head predating this, but I, I feel like this is the one to beat or like, it feels like it. And I don't know how Not the I, fog. I'd be curious to see like, <laughs> yeah, the fog is the fog. I mean, now you have to be the fog, you know, obviously of course. Actually but. we watched the remake of the fog. Maybe the original fog was actually all right. Well, but. you know, you know, you hear like I notice horror music in like horror movie, or I notice like the the track of horror movies now, and you're like, 
it almost feels like you know it's put there to build suspense and you like know about it and for some reason this like hit different it felt like i don't know if it was raw or what but you were just like this is i don't know it just gave me chills and i felt like sorry to interject you can no no interject that's that was my thought i feel like it is the um the mismatch between like a normal scene with obscure like a abnormal music whereas in a like typical more modern horror film it's almost like uh you're hearing the scene where this has like two different things going on and it confuses your brain and you're like what's happening here whereas otherwise it's like someone's creeping towards the closet you know you hear heavy footsteps there's this thundering music like what's gonna happen and you know what's gonna happen exactly but this it's like yeah and now that you mentioned that, I think also oftentimes Kubrick would put on a soundtrack. It would like heat up and you'd be like, what? And then it would just die down and like nothing would happen. And, and then like, it'd say Tuesday. Yeah. You'd be like, the fuck? And then sometimes it would do like a jump of like a door opening or something crashing that actually happened in the scene. Um, like more of a jump scare. But yeah, maybe, you know, maybe the fact that I mean, he was just doing it all the time. That it just keeps you like in suspense. It drives you crazy at the hotel. Yeah, yeah. Went by quick. I mean, mm-hmm. it was um, wrapped up. I didn't know that. Like when, oh man, that when uh, Dick got like hit by the axe, dude. That was it's pretty gnarly. I was like, I don't. I don't think any of that shit's going to happen because, like, I don't know, you're in the hotel. You should be able to hear if someone's, like, remotely close to you. But Hello? He did it anyways. He just fucking jabbed. He's hobbling around. Yeah, he's (laughs) holding his chest. Slammed him with that axe. Lloyd was the perfect, like, the bartender. Yeah. Just like the reflection of yourself, you know, that if you're going to a bar as a man with, you know, family issues, he's like the best guy you can talk to probably. <laughs> he's like, oh, big problems. He's like, oh, you know, the, the sperm bank. I'm like, Dude, I was like, you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> I wrote that down. The old sperm bank is what he said. Yes. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Not the best. Bartender just like, yep, know those. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. That was I just thought that line was funny. Very yeah, strange. I wrote that. I wrote that down. Yeah, yeah I'm I, like things that would like, um, like that was uh, abrasive. The only other thing that I thought um, would probably not fly is like when they were calling um, the cook. Grady was referred to the cook as the N word. <laughs> That's the only thing that I thought would like not fly. Um, yeah, they so. were like saying it back to each other too. Yeah, <laughs> like confirming yeah. it. Yeah. Wait, wait. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if it was in the book. I don't know. It might if it was in some sort of book. I don't know. I don't know how they treat those things. I'm not saying I'm... one way or the other that it. it sh- I was just like I don't. I was just taken aback a little bit You're because like, you don't hear it often. No, I felt the same way. 
even well, I the same way I was taking it back. It was like the old sperm bank. I was like, like, oh my god, oh, they're gonna cancel this film. Took took me like yeah. a second too. I was like, wait, oh, that's that's not good. That's <laughs> you should. He's talking that. about Wendy. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That's I did not know at first either. It took me a second. Yeah. My wife, my wife, <laughs> the old sperm bank. <laughs> you know, this film is a sequel that was released two years ago. Doctor Sleep. I actually loosely knew that. If is there anything that if you guys seen that? No. Well, I mean that's the book has a sequel called Doctor Sleep. And I think um it's basically Danny grown up. I, 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 mean, I have no interest in seeing it, but it's a fun fact. I did see something similar is that in April twenty twenty, a spin-off title a spinoff titled Overlook entered development for HBO Max. HBO Max cannot miss. They rarely miss. HBO Max has opted not to proceed with Overlook August 4th, 2021. Gotta keep up to date, Grant. Come (laughs) Come on, on. Grant. You read an old article? Happened like a month ago. Sorry. (laughs) Just gotta do your research, man. Quinn already had that pulled up. He's got Quinn's Quinn's shining. I'm shining. I probably because you just can't touch this. It's it's too good. Yeah, you don't need it. You're not gonna make anything better than this. Jack Nicholson has so many infamous lines. He is so good. What is the Shining offshoot series Overlook? From Bad Robot not going forward at HBO Max. What is Bad Robot? Bad Robot is a production company by J.J. Abrams. Hmm. Okay. If I think a lot are... of people just love to hate on J.J. Abrams, too. They're like, fuck J.J. Abrams. He ruins everything he touches. What did he start out with? Like, Star Trek? Is that where he started? The movies? Oh, like that, it... yeah. Uh... Didn't he do like Transformers and shit? No, that was Michael Bay, I think. Who did Battlestar like, Galactica? He did E.T., right? Didn't you do E.T.? Nope, that's that's the guy who did Schindler's List and Jaws. Steven Spielberg. <laughs> oh, God. A lot of these people. Um, I'm looking at it. Anyway. Star Wars. Regarding Gone Fishing, Armageddon, Joyride, Mission Impossible 3, Star Trek, Super 8, Star Trek, West Star World. Trek, Star, Star, Star Trek. Trek, Star Wars, Star Wars. Ah, uh, yes, Star Wars. For the yes. first time he did, Dude, oh, he was probably doing like shit. Star Trek TV. Yeah. And so they didn't like the way he was doing the space traveling, I think. They said he always did like the film, like the camera warp or some very obscure technique that cost a lot of money that he was flexing a lot and nerds got mad as they will. Hmm. Have you guys ever seen a few good men? No, I've not that seen movie that. also features Jack Nicholson and you know, just like this, it probably has an even more iconic line where it's like, so it's about some Marines who are getting hazed and one of them dies and he's like the uh, the drill sergeant who's like ultimately responsible. And so there's this whole investigation and he has him at the stand and he's like, you, you want the truth? You can't handle the truth. And that's like, I don't <laughs> that's know. That's where it comes from. Yeah. He's, I, I feel like, yeah. 
he was in one who flew one who flew over the um cuckoo's nest that was iconic role i think of his as well i mean he's been in so much shit mm-hmm. always just a little bit uh off the rails yeah man jj abrams he's such a star oh wait not not jj <laughs> yeah um so, so the shining i is any uh closing thoughts closing arguments um actually uh fur, furry scene that one anyone hot any thoughts on hot? that uh, the only thing I yeah, hot, hot. The only thing I was reading about is like um, also related. Like they were making so many arguments that like I have to read again. But like it had to do their argument was like it had to do with um, Danny mentioning like this bear like scene. There's like a stuffed bear involved, and like Jack Nicholson was like the bear because he was sexually assaulting Danny, and then the guy was wearing like a bear costume and was like involved in a sexual act. I don't know. Yeah. So, I, I saw that. And then I saw, saw like that. in the, in the, yeah. Yeah. I read that. Oh, in the book, like, they left out a scene. Yeah. About like this, you like the original owner of the hotel, right? Like there's some said, mention of like dress, dress up like a dog. He's and, like, if you, if you're like a good little boy, you might be able to like get some, I don't know. So it was kind it of was like startling. an Easter egg for a book reader. I don't know. I like that he included like when that's when Wendy starts fucking like the the whole hotel like no longer makes sense. Like obviously the hotel is kind of like disorienting throughout, but then like during that span of like twenty minutes when Wendy's running around, she's with like, her knife. This shit happened with her knife, and she like sees that, and it's like the elevator, and there's all those people. It's like all these nineteen twenties flashbacks. You're like, what the like and like all I this mean, talking everywhere that you can't understand but it's just everywhere the skeletons like mm-hmm. in the room like okay well i think the it's only one thing like that i want to party like that 1920 that's why that's the last thing i want to talk about with the photograph what, yes the ending 1920 they zoom in it's jack nicholson i'm so dumb too i, the, I was watching i was like i was like oh well I thought it's a nineteen like seventy one, and I was like, "Oh, so this happened last year." I, I didn't make the connection. Nineteen twenties, nineteen twenty one. Can you read cursive, Quinn? I can. I just not good. <laughs> I, it... I don't even think it's a cursive. I'm just joking. <laughs> they really did zoom up. They're like, in case you missed it, like yeah. I was like, Jack I saw, I saw him like, I saw right him like there. three times ago, <laughs> like. Don't look at anybody else but Jack right <laughs> here. Yeah, very ambiguous movie, and then just the ending is like, yeah, we just want to be clear. It's a little kitschy. That's what, yeah. So what does it mean, Grant? Yeah, yeah, tie it together. That's what I'm. That's what I think. Like he's lived through this before. Like he, everything that unfolded was like I don't know if he's in a loop or. I think he's very much part of the hotel and the haunting and, you know, the spirit of the hotel, maybe the evil of the hotel can be personified as this guy. Um, and when we're seeing things play out with Wendy and Danny, I, I think they happen, but maybe the husband is not Jack or looks different. And like, now we're just seeing it from this view of the spirit of the haunted person, the caretaker of, of the caretaker. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think 
I don't know if he's synonymous with the hotel, but he is some sort of reincarnated evil spirit that's always going to find his way back to the hotel. And I don't, I'm, I think it's a trick at the end where like, I mean, they show him in the picture. I don't think the picture in real life is of him, but like that person has the evil in them, something like that. Like once they die, another person comes. Someone's got to be the caretaker. The same, that ends up. But caretaking think... for what one season? That's it. <laughs> you only did last one season. Yeah. Uh, yes. I don't know. It's tough to say. I think it's tough to say. There's there's some unreliability going on. So, like, I imagine that was the last scene in both versions, and the version that you mentioned that was, like, the scene that was deleted would probably say that he wasn't found before that scene. So you, so now you know that his body's not found, and then you zoom in that. I think that... Oh, that'd be better. You know, that makes a little bit more sense. You're like, oh, wait, what the fuck just happened then? This guy, did he exist at all? Like, what's going on? Who... Oh, sorry. Um, I don't think. No. <laughs> where did Evil the uh, where did the Danny uh, choke marks come from? Uh, I think the lady. Yeah, I think the lady. I think there's some physical okay. manifestation. If if Jack was somehow able to get out of the food pantry place, then I think some physical elements are legal in the universe i'm still getting chills like that scene gave me the the most chills by far she's making out with that woman well before he was making out with her and then she starts laughing yes there's laughing and she's a rotting like corpse it's (laughs) not not good and then he didn't even talk about it like that's when you knew he was fucking gone yeah (laughs) he's like he had to have made it up. He did that to himself. <laughs> You're like, fuck, dude. Oh my, my god, dude. And my like, I, I just, I just have to talk about it because I know we kind of mentioned it before we started the podcast. But the the eeriness of looking at all of his work and it just says, <laughs> "All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy." Like. You're going through it when he's just going through it, and the way it's all formatted different, as yeah. if it's something else. You know, this dude just fucking lost his it's mind. It's spelled wrong too. It's not like there are typos <laughs> yeah, he's everywhere. Just, yeah, he's just like, um, and like, so that I think he thinks he's typing something else. So like, he's possessed. Like he thinks he's t- typing something else. Or maybe he did type know, something or... else, and it was really that could be a great work. But like how we're seeing. You know the caretaker in this husband's uh, position. We're seeing this fake manuscript where really it could be like a uh, one of America's best novels. He wrote it there. Yeah, yeah. After some peace and quiet with the family. Uh, yeah. Chills, chills. All right. A little bit of a hot take. Jack choked Danny. I think so. Yes, because it, he was. They were that was the scene before the choke marks appeared. Well, maybe you could dispute this because he was in his, you know, tricycle and then the door is open, whatever. But the scene before that, 
was like them in the bedroom together. Fire truck scene. Yeah, and asking yeah. if he liked it, and like, why don't you go to sleep, Daddy? Like, you, sh- like you, do you like it here? And he's like, I, I, I can't sleep. I and like, like they're alone in the room together, and there are these undertones of like, you know, potentially sexual abuse. And then he's got just kind of cuts. It doesn't end the scene. And then the next day, he's got like choke marks on him. You know, he's all scared. Just a hot take. Hot take. Uh, I mean, you might be onto something. I. One of the biggest giveaways that Jack strangled Danny is a shot in which Jack walks down a mustard-colored hallway before switching on the lights of the gold room. In the previous scene, he was accused by his wife of choking the boy, and in this scene, his reaction to the presence of mirrors confirms her accusation. There are a series of four mirrors on the wall to our left. As Jack passes each mirror, he reveals his guilt with violent gestures. In he, particular, he passes the second mirror as he shakes his fist in the air as if strangling a toddler. Huh. Those are uh, very symbolic, right? I, I felt like my, my uh, evidence was a little stronger than that. Yeah. I, I don't, like I don't know if he was just crazy. I, you, know, like, eh. you know, and and now that I'm I'm thinking about this, like I think this film is so cool because you can think that I bet if you if you believe that he did strangled Danny. I bet if you watched it through, you're going to find things that support he strangled yeah. Danny. But if I said, there's no fucking way he strangled Danny, I won't believe it. And I watched it through, I bet I'll think I'm right too. Because of the, how ambiguous it is. Like, I think it's... And it's almost like you're falling into this psychosis of the movie, of the hotel, right? And I, I don't know. I think it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Hard to do, hard to do, because both yeah, yeah. it's hard to make everything believable, yeah. um, but not, and it all conflicting, you know. So you've got conflicting believable stories that aren't really disputable. And what what I read is like there are a lot of purpose discontinuity that Kubrick does that I never even noticed, but I'm sure has a subconscious effect on eeriness, and you're you're not trusting. Like you're doubting what's actually happening. Like there's objects that different that disappear. There's you know like that model, the typewriter is different. Like things like that that you might not consciously pick up, but I think just gives that even if you don't, like your brain notices and you're having this like subconscious distrust of what's going on. Because everything's so intentional. Like even like they're out, like what they're wearing, it's so nice. So like it's so well put together. I, like I mean, we're talking about like her outfit was like like goofy from Mickey Mouse, and mm-hmm. like that has symbolism and all. Dude, I I mean, I'm like looking forward to a second watch, but I, I we're already at an hour. Well, I feel like yeah. we well, talk my last hour. piece of evidence for Pat's theory is that he's reading like a Playgirl issue. Jack is in the lobby. Huh. Um. Like while he's getting like right before he gets the job, and like there's like a section on the Playgirl title magazine that says "Incest: Why Parents Sleep with Their Children," which is no, spooky. no, but yeah, I, I I think there's definitely an argument for a molestation. I don't know if there's, I think there's oh, um, yeah. more ambiguity if he harmed him in that moment with that Bruce. with the with there. I see what you mean. Like, but could one, be. Th- one of the coolest things I read that I think is 
thematic is when he went into 237, that whole girl where he started making out with something that was beautiful. And then he looked in the mirror and he saw how grotesque it was, is was like a self-reflection of him realizing that what he's doing with his son by molesting him is not okay. And it's it looks like it's sexually attractive at first, and then upon reflection, he's like taken aback because he's almost, he's like looking at himself in a mirror, like what the fuck are you doing? And he just stormed out and completely denied it, never talked about it. He said, "I see nothing, I saw nothing," you know, and like that that in itself was like when I read that, I was like, that gives me that makes like an argument of like molestation for sure. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think about. It that way at all but that's like complete taking advantage of it um he he's walking into a room it's almost like a child like anxiously walking into their parents bedroom you know as like a little kid dude i didn't think you were gonna make out like dude you're <laughs> it's accused that you, like this woman assaulted your kid <laughs> he likes her making out he's looking at her like oh my god this is the <laughs> nice nicest piece nice. of meat i've ever seen I need a sperm bank. Yeah, this is a fresh sperm bank. Yeah. Oh, then we could deposit. <laughs> Gross. All right, Grant, is it about that time? It's about that time, the GQ patented review where we decide whether the true rating of the shining is over or under the IMDB rating. And um we are sitting with almost a million votes, 941,000. A lot of people have seen this movie. Uh, 8.4. It's high. High indeed. I waited to give my initial reaction, so I'm going to go first. But um, I would go over. I, you know, I think after watching this, I think this is the best horror film I've ever seen. Um, in terms of the emotional experience uh, that took me through um, the amount of chill like it's everything I want in a horror it's smart enough it's gripping enough um, it's ambiguous enough and the way it scares you is is just through you know just like chills and it's not cheap at all you know it never felt cheap Um, you're freaked out it just makes you uneasy because of the fucking situation right and the cinematography and the music like everything adds up and i want my every horror film i watch i want to be more (laughs) like this film um yeah i think it's honestly like top three films after watching i i love this film over patrick i'll go over as well i think it had nearly everything right. I felt like the third act was the weakest um, where they're just kind of chasing through the snow. There's a couple big moments, but I think generally with uh, what Hollerman, Alderman, what's the guy's name? The chef. When he gets involved and goes to the hotel, it's kind of like, I feel like it takes away a little bit because there's not really a lot of need there. But outside of that, I would not have changed a single thing. No other critiques. Loved every other second. Thought it was suspenseful. Um, It's simple. It's really a simple story. You know, it's just a guy taking his family, you know, to a hotel. They're going to be a caretaker. And things kind of go awry. It's not really ambitious. Just kind of like 
it's a simple story and they do it right. They do it well. And I'll go over. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go over too. I think I've said most of what I wanted to say. There's just, there's a lot of layers and you can spend, I mean, shit, this is one of our even longest podcasts. Um, You could talk about this movie for a long time. And And it's fun to talk about. It is fun to talk about. You feel like you're getting somewhere. You're like, I'm uncovering more about the movie, but I think maybe in the end it's still like a mystery. I think, yeah, and what I read about like Kubrick in general, I think it's a lot of his films are like his signature is it's open-ended. Was Barry Lyndon open-ended, Grant? I I had to, I don't know why people would, Barry Lyndon would come out and win awards and this one came out and didn't. They had bad taste. Bad taste back in the day. Maybe they weren't scared. They were dealing with like wars and shit. Full Metal Jacket won. In 1980? I guess you got uh, Vietnam War, right? Yeah. Have you guys seen yeah. Full Metal Jacket? Mm-mm, no. That's Kubrick that came out at the same time as this about v- Vietnam War. It won a lot of awards. Dude, I after watching this film, like and then everything I just said, like I feel like I have to go through every one of Kubrick's movies. Yeah. Like, I was I was literally blown away. Like I've never felt this way about a direct where I'm like, oh my god, this is literally everything I want in a movie. I'm I will I'm down to do a squad watch sesh for Full Metal Jacket. I watched it. I watched half of it. I literally had it turned off. I was like, what the fuck just happened? And I, I stopped That's watching it. Damn. it. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, yeah. So is it like a, is it like a, you don't smoke beforehand? Uh, you or- could, but you <laughs> might not finish it. <laughs> I was glad it didn't for this one. Jeez. Mm-hmm. The music would have been extra nerves. Like, wow. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of high-pitched noises for a long period. It probably messes uh, with dogs. Oh, Rocky was was scared at points. <laughs> he was like, hmm? Hmm? We were chilling. Um, all right, yeah, I'm, I'm in over. Um, what? Three what overs. Are, three overs. What are we doing next week, Grant, on our well, yeah. 100th? podcast episode number one hundo one hundo it's not just any week you know this week we bring you probably our longest podcast ever and next week you know um is our 100th episode so quinn and i you know we talked and we were brainstorming what what can we do that's special scooby-doo the movie quinn mentioned shrek and i said you know i'm never gonna turn down a shrek film but i'm I got to watch it for my birthday in a few months. So let's save it until then. Um, but it was brought up. Um, so we, what we landed on is like, as we've watched films in the past where I feel like we, I've actually wanted to commit more time to them. Like um, three ninjas is probably a bad example, but an example <laughs> where you, like, you see, I, really I saw the other three ninjas kind of right. Like, like the reason you, you think that maybe the reason why it's so low on the list is it has a history behind it. Um, what's a better example, Superman, which we actually did go and, and watch the original. And anyways, so we're going to do um, series. Um, there is a new film coming out in Christmas, which is 
a resurrection of an older, you know, a, a series, a trilogy that you think it's been so many years since the trilogy ended. There's no way they're going to <laughs> Gears resurrect. Gears spinning in bad <laughs> There's no way they're going to resurrect this. Yet they did with the same lead actor, except they got rid of Morpheus, the actor, whatever. We're fine. We are watching the Matrix series. I have not seen the second or third. We are watching one. For the two. we are watching two for the 101. We're watching three for 102. And then we're going to take a break for Matrix. We've watched all of them. And we're going to enter back when it's released during the holidays. That sounds like a good plan. We can do the new Dune after the third Matrix maybe. I think Yeah, I mean, Dune. if timing lines up, oh, I don't know. After, yeah, yeah, but I think the, that will... Yeah, there's going to be roughly some, some episodes yeah. in between um, 102 and and Christmas when the fourth Matrix movie comes Definitely. out. So don't. And Dune will be one of those movies in between. Dune will be one of them. Wait, wait, wait. Is this a? I've not. Why have I not heard anything about this Matrix movie? If it's coming out in a couple months, it's coming out on you Christmas. About, it's been. It's, you ever heard about the Matrix? Matrix yeah, this four, man. I, I had Keanu no idea Reese, what you were talking it, about. Yeah, well, he not only not like is starring in it, but I read that he has been asked to do Matrix sequels forever, and he's turned them all down until he read the script of this one, and he said, "I'll do it. I'll do it." Grant's giving away a lot. I don't know what what is it a sequel or are they redoing one? No, it's it's a sequel. It's the fourth. It's post. It's fourth. Right. It's It's not a trilogy anymore. Matrix. So like. Matrix. The tra- movie. I'm pretty sure the trailer came out. I don't know if it did or not. But it's the sequel to Matrix Revolutions in 2003. But okay. the I think it's like ambiguous of the time, like like if it's a simulation or not. Like the the timeline is not fo- it doesn't have to follow as much as a traditional sequel. Uh, you haven't seen Matrix two or three. Guy. I'm not listening to you. Yeah, Mr. <laughs> Matrix. Have you guys expert. seen two or three? I've seen the trilogy, I think, twice. 20 years ago. (laughs) I watched it last year, I think, yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't. My mom really likes the movie, so I watched it with her. I think I've seen DVDs of the Matrix box set at your house before. Yeah, she's a big fan. Sunglasses. (laughs) You've basically seen the trilogy then, Quinn. You've seen the box set. I never watched it with Patrick's mom. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Anything else um, to say? All right. We will see you guys next week for the 100th episode GQ review with The Matrix. And it's going to be the the start of a a larger examination of The Matrix as a whole, as as a trilogy and as a quadrigy. Quadrant. Quadrant. Um. Thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed our review of The Shining. Highly recommend. All of us went over. Um, and if you have a, maybe a horror movie that you're like, hey, this totally tops The Shining. Maybe it came out before The Shining and The Shining's based off of it. It's ripping off of it. You know, please send us an email. Feedback at GQReview.com. You also can follow us on our social media at GQReview. That is for our Instagram and our Twitter. We Hope to hear from you guys, and we hope to see you next week for our 100th episode review of The Matrix. All right. Peace. Peace out, guys.
Peace.